Um, right now, we're going to go into our scripture reading time, or our, 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 not scripture reading, but our, uh, our sermon time. So if you can turn in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9 is where we're going to start. Isaiah chapter 9. So we're continuing our series, uh, He Will Be Named. It's been a series we've done all December, and, uh, and today we come to that, that famous verse we hear quoted all of the time throughout uh, the Christmas season, and He will be named, right? A, a child will be born to us, and He will be named. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And we're going to talk about that today, but I want to set the stage a little bit before we get there. So uh, I'm going to read the first, this, this passage, Isaiah 9, 1 through 6, uh, and then I'm going to jump into a couple passages in Romans, Okay. We understood in, in the end of chapter 8 that there was this, this deep despair going on, that there was this darkness happening in the world that, uh, that needed a light, that needed a, a rescue, right? Amen. Amen. In verse, in verse 1, it says this, Nevertheless, the gloom of the distressed land will not be that in the former times when he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will bring honor to the way of the sea, to the land east of the Jordan, to the Galilee of the nations. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those, on those living in the land of darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased its joy. The people have rejoiced before you as they rejoice at harvest time as they re- uh, and as they rejoice when dividing the spoils. For you have shattered their burdensome yoke and the rod on their shoulders, the staff of their oppressor, just as you did on the day of Midian. For the trampling boot of battle and the bloody garments of war will be burned as fuel for the fire. And here's our key verse, for a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Let's pray together. you pray with me? Father, we're so grateful that you are our Mighty God, our Wonderful Counselor, our Everlasting Father, our Prince of Peace. And we're so grateful for Jesus. Today, as we unpack the scriptures, as we look with our hearts to your word, may you illuminate truth. May you change us and challenge us. Refine us into the image of the Son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. So in this passage, we see that there's this, this problem identified, right? There's this problem happening. And the problem is this darkness and this sin and despair that's happened. And we see the solution begin to, to establish itself, but what we see is there's, there's a need in that, right? We see there's this identified problem, and we understand there's a felt need. I need a rescue. So God decides to send Jesus. And that is the solution we see. Turn to Romans chapter 3 with me. Romans chapter 3, I, I want to look at a better picture of this solution and, and let us see exactly what, what God is doing. Because today, although we're naming him, he will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We'll see another name as our theme. Romans 3, beginning in verse 23. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Again, there's that problem identified. Verse 24, they are justified freely 
by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God presented Him, that is Jesus, as a propitiation, like in our place, through faith in His blood, to demonstrate His righteousness, because in His restraint God passed over the sins previously committed. God presented Him to demonstrate His righteousness at the present time, so that He would be a righteous and, uh, and declare righteous those or the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. God presented him to us. In Christmas time, it almost sounds like God gave us a present, right? A present. And we go to Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it follows up with this. We know there's sin. It says the wages of sin is death. See, there's a need, isn't there? There's a need for sin to be paid for. The wages of sin is death. And it goes on to say, though, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? The gift of God. So today, as we, we talk about these wonderful names in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, I want us to start with the premise of this, that He will be named as the gift of God for us. That Jesus is named the gift of God for us. So, number one, He is the gift of God. Number one, for us. Right? It's for us that He is the gift of God. If you look at Verse, uh, verse 6 in the first part of it, he says, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. See, God promised, his promised gift that he promised to us would bring honor to the region of Galilee. We talked about this, that, that he would come out of this region of darkness and despair, that there would be hope and a light to those living in darkness, <clears throat> and that he would free us, the oppressed, from despair and sin. And how he would do that is through a child born and through a son given to us. This power, this powerful, powerful conqueror we see in this imagery, the power of a lion seen in this conquering king is also coupled with the weakness of a lamb and the frailty of a baby child, isn't it? We see the lion and the lamb at the same time, the power and the humility of Christ born. Nonetheless, a baby on whom the government would rest on, on, as all authority would be given to him. And in power and in weakness with all authority, he has been given to us. He's been given to us as a gift to accomplish what we could never accomplish on our own. Amen? That is the amazing thing that God has given us and named the gift of God for us. And number two, the gift of God is the wonderful counselor. We see in that same verse, he will be named wonderful counselor. Wonderful. Isn't that a great word? Isn't he wonderful? My grandma would say that he is so wonderful. He's so wonderful. Isn't he wonderful? God is so, so wonderful. And he is, he is a gift given to us. He's wonderful. He's glorious. He's marvelous. It indicates even miraculous and divine. The word actually refers to his divine ability to do the miraculous as only he could do. As only he could do for us. So wonderful, it's the miraculous that only he could do. And Counselor is just as it seems. He teaches us with, with wisdom, full of grace and truth. And his counsel is the only authority and only opinion that we need. 
And that is a gift to us. He is the gift of God, number three. Gift of God to us, He is the mighty God. He that is God is His own gift given to us. And He is mighty God, the Scripture says. The word mighty is a common word used in Scripture, common to to describe great, great men of valor, warriors who were looked up to and who were feared for their strength and leadership. Describes those with great power. And, And he coupled mighty with the name God. It leaves no room for confusion about who this child is. Jesus is God in the flesh. He is mighty God who became flesh and He dwelt among us. He humbly yet powerfully, He humbly yet powerfully, right? Mighty God humbly and powerfully went to the cross in order to conquer the burden of sin in our lives. And He rose victoriously conquering death. And one day, He is going to return as the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen? He is our mighty God, and only our mighty God could provide the rescue that we required. Amen. Okay, at this time, I'd like to ask the worship team to come back up. Come on up, you guys. And, and we have a, a scripture reading, and I'm going to ask Jeff Repass to come up, and he'll read our scripture reference, uh, and we'll go back into worship for a few minutes. All right, good morning and Merry Christmas, everybody. Our scripture reading this morning is going to be from Luke chapter 1, verses 67 through 79. If you guys are familiar with the story, um, this is Zachariah's um, praise and his uh, prophecy just shortly after he received his voice back, after he had his tongue was tied by God, after his lack of um, faith for um, providing his wife and him with a son. Verse 67, chapter 1 of Luke. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and provided redemption for his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, just as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets in the ancient times, salvation from our enemies and from the clutches of those who hate us. He has dealt mercifully with our fathers, and remembered his holy covenant. The oath he swore to our father Abraham, he has given us the privilege, since we have been rescued from our enemies' clutches, to serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness, in his presence all of our days. And child, you will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation, through the forgiveness of their sins. Verse 78, because of our God's merciful compassion, the dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child grew up and became spiritually strong and he was seen in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. Amen. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I've got a little illustration I'd like to share with you today. Okay. An illustration is a kind of just a story that reminds us of something uh, using objects like this or colors today. Today we get to use both. What is this? It's a present. Okay, it's a present. Good job. It's a present usually at Christmas. It has Christmassy wrapping paper on it. And where does this present go? Under the Christmas tree, right? And when do you get to open your presents? 
Christmas Eve, okay, or Christmas morning, right? My family had a tradition of both. We opened one on Christmas Eve, and then Christmas morning we opened most. Oh, some have to wait till Christmas night. Those are some mean parents. So, no. <laughs> okay, so this is a Christmas present, and all of these are. What color is this? Green. That is the color green. So I'm going to tell you a story about Jesus using these presents because God gave us a gift of Jesus, right, to us, and we're going to use the colors to represent parts of the story. Okay, you ready? Green represents when God created the world, right? He created plants and trees, and he created us, and we lived with God in a beautiful garden. And most of the time, we see what in garden? Green plants and grass, right? So we lived with God in a green garden, and that represents the Garden of Eden. <clears throat> it was a wonderful place, a place that we could enjoy forever with him, but God had given us a choice on whether we could obey him or not. Sometimes your parents tell you to do something, right, or ask you to do something, and then you have a choice, whether at first at least, whether you're going to obey or not. Sometimes you can say, no, I'm not going to do that, or I'm going to lie about that. And see, God says in the Bible that all of us have made the bad choice, the wrong choice sometimes. <clears throat> and what we find is that, that after the green garden, what we find is this, this brown present, this brown present that represents the dirt and stain that our bad choices cause. This is called sin in our lives. Sin are those times we disobeyed God and we, we disobeyed our parents and we made God sad. And sin separates us from God. See, what happened in this story is God created us to be and live in the garden with him. But when sin came into the world, when, when Adam and Eve sinned, they were no longer allowed to be with God in the garden of Eden anymore. And they were pushed away from God's presence. And that's what sin in our life does. But God didn't like that at all. God did not want us to be gone and away from him. He wanted us to be with him. He wanted us to experience joy with him. So God had a plan. And God's plan was to send Jesus down to be the ultimate gift for us. And this gift is red. It represents Jesus and it represents his what? His blood. Very good. Jesus came to earth. And when Jesus came to earth, he died shedding his blood on the cross. And he died in my place and he died in your place. See, Jesus didn't die for something that he had done wrong. He died for something that we had done wrong. And he and who? Jesus is still alive? Yes, and Jesus is still alive. He died on the cross, shedding his blood, and then he rose out of the grave three days later saying, listen, I'm God. I have the power to forgive you. And, he, and give love. And he gives love through the gift, right? The gift of his blood. So here's what he offers. He says, if you and I would trust him, if you and I would in faith believe that he is able to save us and forgive us, if we would, we would be washed clean. Good job, KK. Right? This is a white present, isn't it? This white present represents being washed white as snow. Our sins were dirty and, and staining, right, in our lives. And God sent Jesus and his blood to cover those sins. And that if you and I would trust in him and have faith in Jesus, he would wash us white as snow. That our, even though we had sin in our life, he would cleanse it all and wipe it all away. And that when we stand before God, we can stand before God because now we are clean again and there's no stains in our life because of Jesus. And my hope is that you would put your faith in Jesus, that you would believe that Jesus is God's son, that you would believe that he has the power to give you a clean new self and to wash away your sins and that you would, you would enjoy him forever. And that leads us to the final box. Our final box is the gold box. Oh, right? The gold box. 
the gold box represents the streets of gold in heaven. See, in heaven, this is what God promises. God promises that we'll have to live this life, but one day if we've trusted in Him and put our faith and belief in Jesus and He's washed away our sin, we'll get to spend our eternity in heaven walking the streets of gold with Him again, which is a lot like what it was at the very beginning, right? When God created us in the garden, we walked with Him. We were in His presence and with each other. And that's what God wants to restore again, that one day we'll have the hope to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus forever. Isn't that great? God is so good. So this, this Christmas, as you go back tonight and open up some presents, or tomorrow morning or tomorrow night for some of you, I want you to think about the colors of the gifts underneath the tree. I want you to think about what they mean, and I want you to think about Jesus and all he's done for you and for me, okay? Can I pray for you? Let's pray. God, we are so thankful that you love us so much, and we know that we've made mistakes and done wrong, but God, we, we just put our trust and hope in you. We know that you can forgive, and through the cross and blood that you shed, you're willing to, to wash us white as snow. Help us believe in you, Father. Help us to, to trust in you and have faith in you. God, knowing that, that through that faith, through that trust, through that belief, you'll make us white as snow, and we'll get to spend eternity walking the streets of gold with you. We love you, Jesus, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. You can go back to your seats now, okay? Thank you, sweetie. Good job. And we have another scripture reading from Mitchell Repass. Where's Mitchell at? Mitchell, come on up. Mr. Mitchell's going to do a scripture reading. Good, buddy? And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. All right. Isn't Christmas wonderful? Yes. I love it. So exciting. Worship team, you guys are doing a great job. Thank you for leading us. Well, we're going to continue in our sermon looking at, uh, at He Will Be Named the Gift of God. And uh, just to recap, we've talked about that He is for us, right? That He is a gift of God for us, that He is the gift of God as the wonderful counselor, and He is mighty God. He is actually His own gift to us. We're going to look at number four. The gift of God is the eternal Father. He is the eternal Father. Let's turn to John chapter one together, please. John chapter 1, we'll begin in verse 1. So this title, it comes from verse 6. There we see he's, he's named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince 
of peace. In this title, we see glimpses of God the Father. We we say, yeah, you see, this is the divine God, the Godhead, three in one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But Jesus is not borrowing attributes. He is co-equal with God the Father and with God the Spirit. And, and, And better translated than eternal father, among Jewish people, the word father meant originator or the source. So when we read that Satan is the father of lies, that means he is the originator or the source of lies. And we see Jesus as eternal father. It can be better translated. He is the father of eternity. If you want anything eternal, you must get it from Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the door. And in John 1, I want to read this to see this eternality of Christ. John 1, 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Him, and apart from Him, not one thing was created that has been created. The Father of eternity, right? Life was in Him, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, yet the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man named John who was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through him, yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, and to his own people, they did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them to be children of God, to those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood or the will of flesh or the will of man, but of God. You see, the word became flesh and took up its residence among us. We have have observed his glory, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and of truth. Amen? He is the Father of eternity. And that is God's gift to us, that he he is from forever to forever, by, by Him all things have been created, and without Him nothing has been created that has been made. And He is the door. He is the way. That if we would believe and receive Christ, we would be forgiven. And that's our eternal Father. Number five, our, our final one, is as the gift of God, He is the Prince of Peace. We see His name will be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Listen, He first makes His peace with us, And this is what he wants to do, is make peace with us. Romans 5.1, Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, right? The white present, by trusting in Christ, we've been declared righteous by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, he is the prince of peace. There is a, a redemption that is happening from Jesus. He is going out to fix and resolve that broken relationship that we had or have with God. He is the prince of peace. It is peace by His blood and peace by His resurrection. And we are promised that one day, not only will He bring peace to us, but He will be a conquering King and will finish conquering with eternal peace. And He will reign as our eternal Prince of Peace. Amen? There will come a day when there will be no more war, no more sorrow, no more pain. We will have our King of Kings and Lord of Lords as our Prince of Peace. And there will be peace. John 14, 27 says this, Peace I leave with you. 
My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives you. Your heart must not be troubled or fearful. What he's saying, there's no need to be troubled or fearful because I leave you with peace. I give you my peace. Listen, resting in Jesus as the gift of God for us gives us peace and hope. And as we close our time of worship today, it's my prayer that we will continue to hope in Jesus, the gift of God to us, and we will find peace from Him who is the Prince of Peace. Our last last thing to do today is just to worship and sing. And, and we're, not only have we received a gift of God, we're going to give our gifts to God. And I'd ask the ushers to come forward now and, and the worship team to come on back up again. I know you love going back and forth. We're just about done. The uh, worship t- team is going to have, have a special music song that they're going to sing for us. And uh, then we'll sing Hark the Herald, their angels sing as our closing time. Rest in Jesus. Rest in His peace. Well, I hope that uh, today we can go and enjoy our, not only our families, but enjoy the gift of Jesus. Amen? Amen. He is truly the greatest gift ever. Well, do me a favor. Gr- grab your family. Grab a hand. Grab across the aisle. Let's just link up. Unite together. And we're going to close in prayer. We will go and enjoy Christmas. All right, let's, let's pray. Father, we, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you that you love us, that you sent Jesus as our gift. God, the gift that we so desperately needed. God, may we humble our hearts and our our minds and our lives every day before him. Empty ourselves of us that we might be filled with him. God, cleanse us and forgive us. We thank you that you you have loved us in that way. That you have made peace with God for us because of your blood. Fix our hearts and our eyes on you and our minds on you. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go enjoy the gift.